Good morning, this is Christine DiGiacomo, and today's morning briefing is called Life Without Fear. This week, I have been at Northwestern University in Chicago taking a mediation class in order to earn a certification that I believe will prove beneficial in many ways. But can we talk? As I looked around the room and listened to folks on Monday morning, I realized that more than half of my classmates were, are, attorneys. And some of the early content made me begin to rethink my native intelligence. Nonetheless, as I have obviously continued on, and I'm learning great things about helping folks come to resolutions, I have also met some highly fascinating people. Last night, I went to dinner with my new friend Lynn from Rhode Island, a little blonde wisp of a thing, and a successful litigator and brilliant mind. Over dinner, though, I detected something that bothered me a great deal from listening to her stories. She is gripped by fear. And, of course, her fears come to her by way of her thoughts. Which reminded me that life contains a good deal of sifting. Sifting things that come at us, figuring and sorting them out, and regularly sifting our never-ceasing thoughts, figuring out what to do with them, knowing which are from God, and which are not. And then, having come to terms, choosing to live from the best of those thoughts in spite of what life deals us. Paul wrote this short, supercharged verse to encourage and teach Timothy, but also to do what he had just told Timothy to do, to fan into flames the gift of God which was in him. That is, Paul was also reminding himself to persevere. He was reminding himself who he was and whose he was, because while Timothy was up against it as a young pastor in Ephesus, Paul was once again a Roman prisoner. Only this time was different for Paul. Everything about it felt different. He was not just under house arrest. He was locked in a dank prison, and wicked, crazed Nero was on a tear. Christians were being burned at the stake for sport. The guy was sick. Paul knew it was not looking good for him. Indeed, Paul would not likely survive this incarceration. Rather, it appeared that the end was near. And so he writes, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. 2 Timothy 1, verse 7. He seems to be saying, So Timothy, son, if you have thoughts that you just can't do what God called you to do, Thoughts of fear that folks will continue to rip away at your authority because you are young? Thoughts of fear? They are not from God. Indeed, Paul's first phrase provides an instant reality check for all of us. When fear knocks at our door, when it threatens to overwhelm, overtake, or become a way of life for us, it is not from God. This is such a practical statement. Got fear? It ain't from God. In fact, over and over again in Scripture, God specifically said, Fear not, or do not be afraid. The spirit of fear is opposed to the spirit of God and does not emanate from Him. Rather, as people of genuine faith, 
God promises he has given us three things that equip us to be strong. Power, love, and a sound mind. All three come as a result of the Holy Spirit's presence in our lives. The Holy Spirit who lives in us. Without him, we are no different than any other Joe or Lynn. Power. The Greek word Paul used for power is dunamis, and it is the same word from which dynamite comes. It can be used of any kind of extraordinary power, the power of growth, the powers of nature, the power of a drug, or the power of a man's genius. It always has the same meaning of an effective power which does things and which any man can recognize. The Holy Spirit gives us power for living and living well especially when another course of action would be an easier route. Paul knew about this power, as it was what had enabled him to serve God and endure hardships of many kinds, and yet be faithful. Neither intelligence, training, nor experience can take the place of the Holy Spirit. And then love. The fruit of the Spirit is love, remember? Struggle with loving others? Perhaps you need to fan the flames of the faith that is within you, giving the Holy Spirit access to the deepest parts of yourself, allowing Him to regenerate your heart. Sound mind. Hmm. Perhaps a sound mind is best noted by the language or behavior that emerges from it. The Greek word Paul uses is sophronismos, and admonishing or calling to soundness of mind, to moderation and self-control. The Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Let us then, you and I, Choose to intentionally live a life without fear. If you'd like to read this, print it out, take a look at my sources, you can go to pastorwoman.com, click on Powerful Bible Teaching, Warning Briefings, and again the title of this one is Life Without Fear.